I want to talk to you about uh, this, this thing called Theta. It's the hottest altcoin on the planet right now. What do you know about this? I mean, I've, I've looked at, because we're video creators, you know, I've kind of followed this one very closely because it has a lot of uniqueness and synergies that apply to even our business. But where do you see the potential of this uh, blockchain project going uh, in the near future? Well, first of all, I didn't know anything about Theta until about a year ago when I was watching a YouTube channel called Crazy for Crypto's Digital Dave. I thought uh, he was just talking about Theta all day long. I'm like, what is so important <laughs> about Theta? And, and the yeah. question really comes down to this. What are we doing right now? What are we doing? What are we doing in the pandemic? We were streaming a lot of different right. videos. I mean, even on ESPN, you weren't seeing sports. You were seeing esports being played. And that takes a lot mm -hmm. of bandwidth. So yep. what Theta does pretty well is that uh, they have these nodes set up and even Google is one of those enterprise validators for one of their nodes that allows right. you to actually uh, you know, get this bandwidth on the blockchain and then you can actually use it for 4K or 8K or whatever different types of things, especially with the slowdown of bandwidth. And then T-Fuel, of course, is the monetary unit of, of all those things. So T-Fuel, you, when you go over on Theta, I think it's Theta.tv, uh, when you're watching the streaming service over there, you can T fuels what is used to tip your creators, and creators are actually paid in in T fuel. I'm actually over there myself. So mm -hmm. with everything that that is exploding, especially with you know streaming services, because YouTube, and this is what's great, Theta isn't competing with YouTube. They are working in conjunction with YouTube. Because Google exactly. is one of those enterprise validators. So when people say, ah, it's, it's a competition, it's not a competition. They're just providing extra bandwidth for these types of streaming services. And if you even look at like uh, esports, that's a multi billion dollar industry, and uh, they want to stream those types of videos as well. So why don't we just all get into uh, Theta? And I own, and as a uh, disclaimer, I own a ton of Theta. I bought that a long time ago. And it's one of my top holds because uh, I believe that as time goes on, as we work from home, as we consume more streaming services right. and we need more bandwidth, I think Theta could be one of those um, global type of blockchains that we rely on. I want to jump over to Market Realist. Uh, this was their analysis on why, let me zoom in on that a little bit here, why it's up nearly 22%. So basically it's saying Theta coin has been soaring even though the most of the other cryptocurrencies stalling. Major reason for the rise in Theta currencies, upcoming release of Mainnet 3.0, which is their big play, which is scheduled to happen June 30th. So this is coming up right around the corner. Update will include tokens, economic update, transaction, gas fees, which is another big thing that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then the T-Fuel burning, yes, which is, right. yeah. you know, starts to reduce the, you know, the availability. So you've got all these kind of things. This would take the burn tea fuel out of circulation, which is going to blow this thing up. I think a lot of people are talking a buck here, uh, and I want to jump. Oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Because look look at this. Look at this. Uh, here we go. Theta right now, 24 hour. You can kind of see the number right here, 9.6 percent. Look at that seven day percentage growth, 68 percent on this token right here, tea fuel. And again, yeah. all moving in that direction. Nice little market cap, not a super performer, but definitely one. But look at his volume. Look at his volume. Yeah. This, this at, is insane. What is it, like, like half, of, half a billion, right? Half of the, right, of the market cap. Uh. You know, so you're moving, you're moving in and out of this uh, circulating supply right there. A nice number. 
And this goes back to the whole point of a lot of people. I want to jump over to this piece from Yahoo. Right. And this one is the, uh, this, I want to show you when this was done. This was May 20th. They did this. May 20th, when everything else was basically falling through the floor, uh, this writer, I need to get a hold of this guy. What in the world was he seeing to get it out of the doldrum and move it like it's moving? And basically what he was basically saying is it's corrections that were going to happen, kind of back to the whole point. He gave a nice chart here of where he thought it might go. Yeah. But the whole point is with this kind of data that is moving this kind of altcoin, it kind of gives me faith in some of these outlier altcoins that I had not, you know, there's, you know, you have your core altcoins. There are, you know, Cardano, Polkadot, you know, those are the ones that I go Solano. Yeah. Obviously Ethereum, but then you get into these outer layers that are really great opportunities for investment plays. So I think when you look at, at plays like this, do you see other potential emerging altcoins that could take the track of where T-Fuel is going? Well, see, this is, this is what it all comes down to as far as fundamentals. You know, who, who are actually behind these projects? I know lately mm-hmm. we haven't talked about that too much because of the Dogecoin phenomenon, right? Let's just yep. get into something that, you know, utility, whatever, team, non-existent. But it doesn't really matter because we're going to get into it. I know people are going to hate on me from the uh, Dogecoin uh, community, but it's the truth, unfortunately. So when we take a look at like real world utility and a pretty fantastic team uh, behind it, like, look, the team, like part of the team behind Theta and T-Fuel is Steve Chen, and he was the co-creator of YouTube. So if we're taking right. a look at what's, I mean, the kind of team and the advisors and people that they're building around it, I mean, why couldn't we uh, see that majorly? But yeah, I think it's uh, to burn T-Fuel, to bring that, uh, the actual total circulating supply down, I think it's a winner mm-hmm. of a deal. And of course, people are going to want to get into that on top of the fact that you can also stake your theta and you can also stake your T-Fuel for even more, uh, for more of the same. So again, yeah. utility and uh, adoption uh, seems to be uh, a winning combination. Well, and yeah, one of the co-founders, Mitch Liu, uh, he, he has been in gaming, uh, VR, all of these kinds of online streaming tool sets. So, I mean, these, this, this particular founder group really gets it in terms of where they're going with the blockchain tech, what this potentially could mean to a lot of people. And I, and I think that's where a lot of people don't, yeah. even if you just go to Coin Marketplace, listen, go to, go to Core Market, or Core Market Cap and go into the about these tokens because there's a great education there for you if you're a new investor or you're, you're a, maybe you've even been in crypto for a while and you just need to go into some of these tokens and understand what is happening. But the key there you point to is if you've got a really good solid team, just like what ADA does on Cardano, um, oh, yeah. I think this makes a, a huge difference uh, of where it could be going. Now let's talk about these blockchain uh, scenarios where we're seeing kind of the replacement of all of these core tool sets, such as streaming technology, which is absolutely exploding. Because where do you think Theta and T-Fuel could plug into that in the future? So I just see that if we're, if, if we're going to be streaming all these different services, and then like I, I talked about, just talking about uh, being able to stream work from home type of uh, prospects. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to need bandwidth, because bandwidth becomes quite pricey, right? And, right? and the problem with me also is that I also only see it from my point of view, but I forget that there's 
a lot of people outside of North America that are in countries in South America. They are in India. They are in different uh, places that have limited bandwidth capabilities, and they really would you know, need to have these types of services. So if you could do something like that and bring it in globally, then why not? So I think it can mm -hmm. plug in a lot of different places. It just, it just is all about implementation and the team themselves, right? Which I think, like you talked about, they kind of see where the, where the hockey puck is going, and uh, I think they can do pretty well. Yeah, this was something I saw over here on Coin Market Cap that I thought was very interesting. Uh, Theta's main use case. Let me kind of just go here. Theta's main use case is decentralized video streaming, like we've discussed, and data delivery and edge computing, which makes it more efficient, cost-effective for industry participants. Network runs on a native blockchain with two native tokens. Obviously, we're talking about the T Fuel side of it. But the, the appeal is threefold. Viewers get rewarded with better quality streaming service. So that's going to be the, a big one, especially as 5G and different kind of vehicles start to roll out. Being able to plug into that technology, big deal. Uh, so better streaming quality. Content creators improve their earnings. This is going to potentially tie blockchain into potentially how the algorithm might work in some of these other platforms. I could see this happening in China. This could be something that could go on here in the U.S. with maybe what's happening with YouTube. Um, a lot of interesting uh, scenarios here. And then save money on building infrastructure and increase advertising subs, revenues. Users have an incentive to both watch the network content and share the network resources as a rewards. So to me, this is like a no brainer for where the technology uh, could really kind of take it to the next level for sure. Yeah, and like we talked about before the video started about uh, different service centers and warehouses. If you want to actually have a service center, a physical service center with uh, tons of servers so you can run that bandwidth through, just like what Google has to do uh, and YouTube throughout the entire world, that's super expensive to do, right? Right. But if you can cut your cost down, uh, you know, to 5%, 10% of, of, the, of the total cost just by using this blockchain technology. Well, that's right. a winner for everybody, right? And not only yeah. that, the people that are doing these things in staking, they also get paid in Theta and T-Fuel. So I will take that uh, all day long. And then on top of that, mm -hmm. like I talked about, uh, I mean, when I started my Theta channel, I think I had, well, I mean, I think the first month I had 30 subscribers. I'm like, that's pretty awesome. And then it just kind of builds from there. But over time, I remember just getting a ton of different T-Fuel. I didn't really even think about it. And then, like, now I've got, gosh, I mean, thousands, tens of thousands. And I didn't even, you know, it just kind of just sits there. So you're like, what happened? Which is, I think, a, a, a parallel to being an investor. Sometimes you just kind of right. just put, put a little money in, don't even think about it. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, look at where I'm at now. Yeah. I want to jump to my last chart here because I know you all are trying to say, well, all right, Paul, that's great. Theta's trading at right now, yeah. hovering in around 67 uh, cents right here. Can it go to a dollar? So what we did was we looked at analysis and amplification. So we compare two things. One thing that we look at here on TechPath is we've been tracking sentiment data for quite some time on yeah. a tool set that we actually use for other industries. But one thing that we've applied over the years is this thing called amplification. So the way it works is it takes a look at where the sentiment tracking is going. It looks at the volume index of the amount of material coming in from social typically. So it's yeah. basically, it's much like what Trade the Chain looks at in terms of tweet volume. Okay. Very similarity. And then you look at what the potential is for each one of those individual um, 
you know, communication points. So if a tweet gets retweeted 10 times, it has an amplification score of X. If a tweet gets, um, you know, hearted 100 times, it has another amplification score. So you look at all these, the AMP score back in February, which was where sentiment was tracking around 40.12, right in this zone during this little rise, uh, was 41.2, amplification was kind of low, 39.88. Right here during this, what I thought was a very unstable period, sentiment was holding at 51.04, or excuse me, 51.99, but amplification jumped to 51.04. It rode through, sentiment held 58, and amplification was 54, so up from 51, and then boom, that's when it happened, right here. So this amplification rise that we have been seeing starting to, to roll through this tide is really a hot track right now. And look where the amplification is right now, 73.61 off of the 54. So it's the biggest leap that it's had and it's happening right now. So the big question is, can T-Fuel make it to a dollar? I'm feeling like this is one of those coins that may be the summer barn burner for oh, yeah. the altcoins of where it's going, especially with the amplification. And because it's so tied into the content creation uh, and content creators that potentially could really feel the, the effect of where this blockchain tech could go. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, that and the fact that, you know, the, the, like you talked about, the mainnet 3.0 launch and then burning all the T-Fuel tokens. I mean, just right there, right. Just, just right there. Just those two things. Yeah. Right. Your your prediction of a dollar is, I mean, dare dare I say it, Paul? It might be even a little low. Conservative. <laughs> it's it's a conservative. Yeah, it's a conservative yeah. football like that. But um, I mean, that's interesting. I never, I haven't seen that before. The amp, the amplification that you talked about. So yeah. What, what well, we amplification TA. That's a pretty good. Yeah. So what we layer it is off of sentiment. You know, sentiment has to be positive to a certain extent. Then you start going in granule on the, the sentiment data itself. So basically the individual transactions that are happening out on social. So if uh, Michael Saylor jumps in and says, hey, T-Fuel to the moon, uh, and he gets, you know, 4 million retweets, the amplification for that has a residual effect that can sometimes be very extensive uh, in terms of length, depending on who it is because you get a score based on social. We track um, on eight different platforms right now, and that mm -hmm. includes things like Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and then obviously Twitter, which is the biggest you know, pool of data that you can really measure. So you have to look at all those scenarios and then how well is that particular information? Because as we've talked about with any of these crypto assets, everything's so tied to what's happening in the news or on, on crypto Twitter you know, so yeah. to speak. No, that's, that's a sure. pretty, it's a pretty good one because I mean, let's just, let's just think about it. When we, who do we trust? Do we trust the mainstream media? Do we trust the people yeah. around in our the circle around us? Yeah. 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 So if, if someone's going to, going to retweet or, or talk or share some kind of story and then put a little blur on it, I'd probably be a little more inclined to do that as opposed to just looking at an ad and then it says sponsored at the very bottom. Like, ah, mm -hmm. I don't like so yeah, I can see that. So so that's so, so you guys have have delved into that that territory for amplification. Interesting. That is interesting. Hey Rob, anything new on your channel? What's happening over there? What we're doing recently, what we've been doing is well, we split into two channels: digital asset news, which is the basic news, what's going on, just to keep everybody up right. to date, and then just to break down some information. And then we also have Dan Clips, which 
started out with just clips, but now we're transitioning over into talking about more of the advanced properties of digital assets and cryptocurrency and also different projects that are on the up and coming. So right now we're doing a series of the Cardano ecosystem because with Cardano launching their smart contracts officially in August, we want to see who is building a Cardano and what kind of big opportunities are out there. And the ones oh, that nice. we, yeah, the ones that we've interviewed so far, and I think this is going to be my number one coming up, it's called World Mobile Token. And WMT, uh, the CEO is Mickey Watkins, and they've got a bunch of different people, a uh, fantastic team, and most of them have 15 plus years in the telecommunications industry and blockchain. Well, not, well, uh, they have a lot of different CTOs and stuff for that, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to build that last mile. And what that is, is for telecommunication service, cell service, and internet to the 4 billion people out there that are uh, underserved, unbanked, and really can't get that, such as places in like Sub-Saharan Africa. And that is being built on Cardano. And the reason why is because Cardano has that same mission because they are mm -hmm. been over there talking to the Ethiopian government and different governments in Africa. So they're doing something, I think it's revolutionary. It's two different sides of it. They're gonna build infrastructure. They're gonna use the blockchain for monetization. So. Yeah. They're going to take this, um, so, so to actually get the cell service, they're going to uh, give them, give people in these, these villages, these places, these pods, and then also for this, these solar panels, and it's going to make a mesh network so they mesh can network, have yeah. these telecommunications and build it out. And on top of that, the blockchain comes in with their world mobile token, and they're able to do digital ID, just like, like what Cardano was doing, to do healthcare, to do infrastructure, to do, um, well, finances and all those things. So that's, that's a very long explanation for the first one. And then the other ones that we've done is Charlie, which is the Oracle on Cardano. We've also done the right. Indigo Protocol, which is synthetic assets. And then tomorrow, we're going to be talking to Cardstarter, which is the launchpad for these Cardano projects. So when people talk about Cardano and no one's really building on it, it's happening. And I think it's What's the be... name of that channel? Oh, Dan Clips, D-A-N, or Digital Asset News Clips. And okay. uh, if you just search for that, you'll find it. Just me and my big head and you'll see me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. I th that's interesting though, that when you look at that one for World Mobile Token, because the essence of that, if you get into third world, if you think about what, I, I mean, even if you look up, go back to what Elon's trying to do with internet, Yes. And the ability to take uh, Starlink around the world into third world countries to give them basically internet access that creates a whole new ecosystem. But the biggest thing it does is it creates a whole new layer of crypto investors, yes. which are becoming, it's going to open up a whole new category of crypto investors in a lot of these emerging countries. Because in many cases, fiat is already struggling in many of those countries. So they're looking for that opportunity and they just need connectivity. Nail on the head. Yeah, for that one, I think it's a winner. You can do good and you can do well. Alex Mashinsky mm -hmm. always talks about that. This is one of those projects. Also, yeah. it's, I mean, it's a billion dollar industry and it's where I think the hockey puck is going. So wow. um, I can see this uh, being pretty good. And then also um, this, they've already done it. They already have a yeah. working product and you can see it on the video that I, I did with Mickey. Uh, they already went into a couple of villages. They've already set it all up. It's actually working right now. The only thing they're missing is that that World Mobile token, the token generation event, uh, which is what they call it, uh, mm -hmm. hasn't even started yet, which will be happening soon. So this is like the opportunity to get on, watch on that the ground one. floor of the ground floor. Yeah. 
I like it. I like it. Well, as always, it's great having you on the show. Uh, Rob, you always drop some uh, some bombs on us, uh, which is great. If you guys have not tuned into Digital Asset News, you definitely have to. Uh, Rob does a great job over there. And uh, thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Hey, Paul, you got to come on the show. You got to do, do some live streams that people can ask you questions. Anytime, man. Anytime. All right, All right. So if you guys are li- yeah. All right. If you guys are listening in over on the podcast, make sure and give us uh, some stars. That's another way that we get your feedback. You can give us a note. Uh, also, if you have an idea for a show, maybe you have someone that you'd like to have us on, have on the show, or you'd like us to analyze something a little deeper, just send us a note to producer at reverendnetworks.com. And you can always hit me up on Twitter at Paul Barron. We'll catch you next time right here on TechPath. Thank <laughs> you.